Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out definitively what is the best Disney film ever made. I'm your host and grandmaster, Zane C. Weber, and this week we have the second of our wildcard episodes. Wild. So these, these are <laughs> the movies that lost in the first round, but in the popular vote, week to week, you... The audience told me that I got it wrong, and so these movies are getting a second chance. Oh, mm. <clears throat> I do like that the people are just like, no, Zane, no, no. <laughs> it happens. I, I've been I've been charting it statistically throughout the the mm. the podcast just to see how disconnected from the general populace I am, mm. and it's about. A quarter of the time, I get it one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> I like, mean, that's human error, surely. It, it's never like, yeah, it could go either way, and so Zane got it a bit wrong. It's always like, I feel really strongly about this choice. No, seventy-five percent of the people think I'm wrong. So and you the, know. Pe- the people believe in these films, which is good for us. That's yes, right. Look, right? strong and wrong. <laughs> exactly. Go hard or so, go home. so this week we are. Debating Bambi versus Toy Story 3. So Bambi was number three and Toy Story 3 was number four in Ooh. the wild card percentiles. Oh. So the way I, it was... Well, the, the I it think worked, we should end it here. <laughs> I mean, the winner that's, is clear. That's there was we're 1% in it. Uh, so... <laughs> Not a huge swing either way. All right. So defending Bambi, we have back again, Stacey Hobbs. Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs> How long have you loved Bambi? Uh, since 1937. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so you before look great it was released. <laughs> um, I know, it's been a long time. No, um, I remember seeing Bambi in the movies as a child, so I'm assuming that's one of the oh, wow, many re-releases. yeah. yeah. Um, no, original release, 1942. <laughs> I was going to say, and uh, I think you loved it before it existed. No, I did say that because I was like, that's not the right date. <laughs> I need a nap. But, oh uh, but I did, um, I do remember seeing it um, as a child. It's one of my very first, that and Jungle Book are the um, very, oh, actually and Little Mermaid, both my very firm childhood memories of seeing those. Okay. Those movies, so... She's a banger. And back to defend Toy Story 3, Gentry. Gentry. I hope I do well. I'm a, I feel bad because it's like, well, you stuffed it up the first time. Good I, luck. Honestly, <laughs> Try it again. I don't think anyone holds it against you. I think the Toy Stories go in, I think, with uh, a, a pre... 
I, I think people think that they're just going to get through. Oh, no, that's exactly I, what I thought last night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just walked in, cracked my knuckles and went, well, you know, whatever. I'm Toy Story 3. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm also glad that Toy Story 3 gets to have another mm. say. Mm. So only one of these will be going through to the next round where it will fight the uh, other of the wild cards. Now, mm. that was released last week and that was Tangled. So Tangled got through and this one of these movies will get through to fight each other in round three. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> these rounds. It's pretty feisty, hey? It's getting tense. It's getting harder and harder and harder <laughs> because you're starting to come up against like the best of the best mm. and she's not easy. Okay, and before so. we get any further <laughs> into the episode, let's introduce our fact checker this week. It is Miranda Selwood. Hello. Now, do you have a bias to declare this week? I should probably mention my love for the Toy Story franchise. Yay. Mm. Uh, Point but, to Jim. But to be fair, um, as the primary debater of Toy Story 2, it's in my best interest for the Toy Stories to – the other ones to <laughs> – you know, thin the herd, so to speak. It's true. If Toy Story 2 <laughs> takes out the debates overall, the winner of the wild card and the pop vote debates will be versing the winner overall. Yeah, see, I don't want to come up against Toy Story what? 3. So I think that makes you easy. Toy Story 2 versus Toy Story 3 would be a really weird debate. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, it well, we have these characters, and you're like, well, so, so do, do we. I. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so so anyway. there's sort of a point either way on, yeah. on my my stand there for the Toy Stories. So either okay. way, it's a win for you. Mm. I mean, I yeah. could always just bribe <laughs> and be like, well, in the event that I verse you, I'll just give you the win. No. Yeah, see, it seems unlikely yes. that <laughs> the follow-through would be there. Or I'll yeah. turn um, up and be cocky and lose. <laughs> so that's the other way. To the point of Bambi, it has thumper. So It does have thumper. Okay, so the format this round is we have uh, six-minute opening arguments, which you present the pros of your film and the cons of your opponent's film. You get a warning at five minutes with one minute to go, and that warning sounds like this. And then you'll be cut off very rudely at six minutes by Darkwing Duck saying... The jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box! After that, we go into a cross-examination round where I will be asking the questions mm -hmm. and following you up and fact-checking you if necessary. And then after another short break, we'll come back with three-minute closing statements for you to summarise why your film is the best Disney film ever made. Ooh. Okay, let's roll a dice. Mm -hmm. Jen, Easy. odds or evens? <laughs> Ew, evens. It is a one. So Stacy gets cool. to choose whether she goes. Love that for me. Stacy chooses to go second. All right. Second, 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 second. I'd like to apologize to all the listeners straight away. <laughs> the last time I went first didn't go well. So this is stressy. But now you're back. I you're am back. Them. Maybe maybe Backstreet's back, all right. Who knows? All right. <laughs> all right, well let's get into it, Jen. You mm -hmm. have six minutes. All right. The warning at five and your time starts when you start talking. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Toy Story 3. And <laughs> can I just say that going against a movie like Bambi is tough because Bambi sort of pioneered the way. But my main argument I'm going to put out there is that it's dated now. 
It's old. You're old. You're a senior citizen. Um, and Toy Story 3 is a lot more in with the times. Like, fact-wise, we had a much larger budget because we have lots more money to spend now because Disney has its stuff together. A lot more awards, nominations for all the things. Best picture as well, which is not really a thing that goes to animated movies. So straight away, it's just hitting a lot of those notes that Bambi didn't do at its time. Toy Story 3 is already sort of a lot more exciting and that sort of stuff. And overall, this movie, Toy Story 3, deals with a lot more complicated subject matter and interesting characters and design because we have that sort of flexibility with the fact that we're working with better animation software, we're working with better stories. Characters are already developed so we can play further into them, whereas Bambi was held back with the time. It was held back with the the physical making of it. So I find that Toy Story 3 is a lot more exciting, inviting, more interesting for audiences. It was thought out. Multiple versions of this movie were scrapped before it ever made it to like the main drafting process because they wanted to get it right. They weren't going to release it if it wasn't right and they took a good 11 years to do it. Um, got all of the original voice cast back and it's got some awesome names in there. I mean, I, I feel like I don't want to just say everything I said last time. Um, <laughs> But the main thing I am going to say as well is the technology is just better. It's just better. At the time, 3D animation for Bambi was a pipe dream. It was a idea that would never come to realisation, especially not in 1942 and years leading up to that. But the, the physical tech and the programming that has gone into Toy Story 3 is phenomenal, especially now... It's 2019 now, but back in 2010, it was still really like ahead of its prime. The amount of like individual hairs that have been programmed just for Lotso, there are 16 different lights shining on every individual hair. Like that sort of stuff. And it was unmanageable with with like the original, oh, I'm just getting all nerdy. It's too much. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, just the program could patch, you know, program different patches, add in extra properties the hair is much thinner has different sort of senses of gravity they literally program the gravity of individual hairs on characters they redesigned half of the characters because they you know had the tech to do it especially because the second toy story movie was a bit not super basic but they had the ability to expand on what they had and make it better and make it better um so 3d is just much more complicated than 2d so straight away, you can't really compare 2D and say that 2D is necessarily better because it's not technically better. Mm. It's just a drawing, whereas 3D is like a fully rendered object. And then on top of that, they have did it well. Um, the characters as well in Toy Story 3, they've taken all the ones that we love so dearly and expanded on them, made them better, made them more interesting, played against archetypes, made the castes quite diverse, um, and on top of that, like, also playing into little things where the audience has grown up with this movie. They go through Ken being straight while having really feminine tastes and then going back into the whole collectible culture of the Barbie and Ken dolls, Ken's extensive wardrobe being a part of the plot. Like, there's so many little Easter eggs that they thought through, whereas Bambi is, is just not as thought through because they went with a simple plot and they went with, this picture looks nice, we're good roll credits and if you take the audience for example one the audience at 2010 would have really really appreciated was waiting for Toy Story 3 needed this ending 
was valid, like, validated, validated. How do I words? (laughs) Um, The audience was waiting for this movie, loved this movie. But then on top of that, now in 2019, if you give a kid, do you want to watch Toy Story 3 or do you want to watch Bambi? I feel like they're going to pick Toy Story 3 because it's more modern, relevant. It's more visually stunning and then they're probably going to get bored with Bambi because Bambi spent a lot of time just being like look we animated raindrops good for us and Toy Story is like that's whatever we can do that but I mean against Bambi one you're basic (laughs) just quietly but like there's all these little things like name a song from Bambi because oh damn it running out of time name a song from Bambi because I personally can't um and it's problematic for many reasons one this all came out when Disney went through its famed um, strike, the animator strike. This was also at a time where they didn't let women animate. They only let women colour. The physical like time it takes to do all of that sort of stuff, they were like, no, nope, men only, sorry. There was actually a, a letter released from like a head of one of the Disney heads rejecting a woman just being like, it's not in your personal interests to do this. You don't have the type of disposition to animate this is just for the males. It's pretty, like, hectic. On top of that, they were paying all of their animators terribly. Now it's a lot, like, you know, it, we're back in the future. Things are going a bit better. Back but in the, the future? Back in the future. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, like, there's two different types of deer that they sort of animated on, so it's really unclear. The jig is no. up, you kid. Jughead, a jack oh, well. in the box. Darkwing Duck has spoken. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you, <laughs> you've given us a lot of great points there. Any yeah. any fact checking that needs to be fact checked? Fact checker. Um, I was just looking into the uh, strikes at Disney, and that was actually it, it was happening. Um, Bambi was in production just after all of that had happened, so it, they were still very much in the aftermath of of um, all of that. It would have been drama. happening at the same time, mm. though. Because yeah. the production of Bambi took a long period mm. of time. They talk so about the it. There was also a war. The yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and it was mm. it was messy. Like the unionizing, and they really like antagonized. They went, "If you join the union, you won't have a job when you come back." All the animators were walking out. It was hectic. Interesting. It does. It does it's a perhaps yeah, that would be a good episode. Of Disney. Dark past for Disney grown up. Mm. Mm. Uh, but it, it seemed to mostly affect the production of Dumbo, which was released in '41. Yeah, but yeah. we're not talking about Dumbo. Well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's more relevant to why, different movies. Why aren't we talking about Dumbo? Let's talk <laughs> about Dumbo. the debate. We're talking about Dumbo. Three-way debate. I'm debating for Dumbo. <laughs> okay, and judging. Uh, Okay, well let's let's go to Stacy now. Yes. With uh, you will have six minutes. Yep. Um, with a warning at five, and your time starts when you start talking. Learn from your elders. What would Disney be without Bambi? After all, it was Disney's favorite film. In June two thousand and eight, the American Film Institute presented a list of its ten top ten, the best ten films in each of the ten classic American film genres. After polling over fifteen hundred people from the creative community, Bambi placed third in animation. In December two thousand and eleven, the film was added to the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. 
Bambi provided a strong environmental protection message decades before, before, <laughs> decades before it became an issue or concern for general society. The movie placed the blame purely on man's shoulders, the destruction of both the forest by fire and the destruction of natural ecosystems and families by gun violence was one that resonates with viewers then and still today. The fear in the eyes of the woodland creatures when the hunter is approaching is palpable. Bambi's mother's simple explanation of man was in the forest to Bambi's questioning of why the animals were so terrified is such a simple yet cutting line. The fact that the movie not only highlighted the damage that humans do to their environment and the impact of gun violence, despite the very strong presence of the NRA in America, is quite astounding for a children's animated film. To this day, the killing of Bambi's mother remains one of the most iconic scenes and imagery within the Disney canon. The reason the scenes of destruction were so powerful and impactful is due to the incredible simplicity and beauty the rest of the movie portrays. Bambi is a simple movie, which allows viewers to draw on the themes and relationships and relate them to their own lives. The lively, illustrative music, the rich, luminous animation and the bright, likeable characters draw the viewer in. Rather than a pack of movie with special effects, the movie focuses on the simple little moments that make up our lives and children's lives and give them an incredible atmosphere to shine. This beautiful graciousness, love, joy, celebration and fun is what makes the destruction so jarring. The fact that the hunter shoots Bambi's mother while they're in each other seems immeasurably cruel. The hunter knew he was separating a small child from his mother, which could easily make one death too. Bambi's heartbreak is something that still moves me as an adult and is an event that shapes a generation of viewers. The music is charming and builds a sense of childlike wonder and amazement at the world that grows increasingly beautiful as the movie continues. The level and detail in demonstrating the bustling, industrious, wondrous lives that the woodland creatures lead is breathtakingly beautiful. Bambi's fear of the storm huddling into his ever-calm mother is so relatable and the calm afterwards brings a lovely peace. The music returning to the chorus and clarinet raindrops is artfully done. In fact, the movie is incredibly music-driven and it shines alongside the incredible animation. The animation is um, incredibly detailed and stunning. Disney insisted on using oils instead of watercolours for the backgrounds, which provides a richness and depth to the animation. The backgrounds look like they could stand alone as works of art. The stunning colours and details on the blossoms that Thumper is attempting to eat is one small aspect that adds incredible realism and beauty to the movie. The character design is incredibly well done. While each creature maintains the key elements to the animal structure, they are wonderfully cute to behold. In fact, Asumu um, Tezuka, the father of Manga and the Japanese Disney was so taken with Bambi he watched it more than 80 times as a young person and stated that it heavily influenced his works. Not only this but Bambi offers a spiritual animal for every grump friend Al. His bitter complaining about the springtime celebration is incredibly funny and relatable. Bah humbug. Not to mention the hilarious transformation from the adorable baby voices of Flower, Thumper and Bambi to the deep adolescent voices. Friends Al's explanation of Twitter patient and the adolescent's resultant fear reminds us of that awkward hormonal stage we all experienced. Watching them fall in love is a delight. That girl bunny has moves. In contrast to Bambi's perfect simplicity, Toy Story 3 is a terribly busy film. The toys are constantly going through multiple steps back and forward and the plot logic doesn't always make sense. For example, the toys are somehow trapped in their room at Sunnyside, yet Woody can just get around and leave with seemingly little difficulty. The movie is constantly jam-packed and doesn't give the viewer much time to sit or enjoy. And Buzz gets reprogrammed. Again. Because that's all we can do with Buzz, because he has no depth of character or purpose other than being the guy who doesn't get it. And this wasn't the only plot device that was recycled for the sequel. Woody was, yet again, sent off to meet new toys, have a new realisation, and then come back to his original toy family to save them with his new insight. Something that we definitely saw before, as it was the plot of Toy Story 2. And the daring escapes? Yep, we've seen those from Toy Story in both of the previous movies.
The fire scene also goes for like a really long time, like way too long. And really the movie only works because they bank on you knowing the characters already. The relationships between the characters only really make sense if you'd seen its predecessors. If you hadn't, you wouldn't really care for the toys as the relationships were not built. The majority of the movie is spent chasing back and forward. The ending would have absolutely no payoff. Furthermore, the relationship between the toys and Andy is incredibly troubling. The mantra from the movies is that ownership is everything. The message of Toy Story 3 pushes this to the extreme. Live in the attic if that is what your master wants. Be mortally and traumatically wounded when your master loses or damages or literally replaces you with a clone who, in the view of the owner, is exactly the same at toy it replaced, no matter how much the previous owner cared for it. The fact that a toy consoles one of Andy's toys with they can't hurt you anymore as one would for a person escaping from violence is deeply concerning. The overall message seems incredibly confusing to the viewer and the ending is a band-aid solution. Yes, they have a new owner which will give them another 10 to 15 years max of purpose but then they'll be in the same places and the same problems again. It also increases anxiety for toy owners for, creating, uh, for treating toys as they were intended to be useful. And to add some icing on this mess of a cake, we have, you got a friend in me, drilled into your skull Jesus. five million times, featuring a Spanish version for variety. Yay. Overall, it's an okay movie, but it is not the work of art that Bambi is. Bambi helps its viewers realise the impact they have on the world around them and how to healthily cope with life's ups and downs and the series of joys and sorrows that we all have to face in the real world. Okay, four seconds to go, well done. Ooh. Now, See, she's much better at time <clears throat> management. I will give you that straight away. <laughs> now, Miranda, <laughs> we we are taking your biases into account. Are there any facts that you need to check? Um, I did try to uh, confirm the statement that Bambi is or was Walt Disney's favourite film, and it seems a point of contention. Mm. Um, uh, some sources say that. Snow White was his favourite film. He's quoted as saying his favourite sequence from any given film is actually from Cinderella. Um, but to be fair, there are also quotes saying Bambi was his favourite. So it's Sounds among like the favourites. It's a little man. bit like your children, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you're not meant to have a favourite child. But and and also, aspects of your if children. you could ask Walt Disney one question, would it be... What's your favourite Disney film? <laughs> and of course, he's probably not going to give you a straight answer. Yeah. He'll just give you a different but one was, every I time. Did, um, <laughs> I did get that from somebody who worked on the film when it was being created. So who said like that was his like favourite work he was... Yeah, but that's things. the thing, right? While it's being created, all yeah. the other movies don't exist yet, right? Yeah. So <laughs> does that mean... So was his favourite film? Hold on. Toy Plot. Story 3 could be his favourite. Yeah. He just wasn't he just, alive. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. So Whose fault's that? Actually, what we've learned is the movie he's currently There's working on is always his favourite movie. Walt Disney is saying himself that he favoured Bambi than Toy Story. So. <laughs> Mic drop. Feel free to give me that quote. Go so, on. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. I, I always take Walt Disney's thoughts on his own films with, with a, a grain, grain of salt. Because oh, that's such a shame because for the rebuttal portion, I <laughs> brought Walt with me. <laughs> And we're Actually, just going to no. pull him I, from the grave and I'm ask a, him himself. I'm oh, a medium and I'm channeling Walt right frozen, now. Isn't it? No, that's that's a urban myth. Uh. Okay, we're going to take a <laughs> quick break. <laughs> took a turn. Uh, and we will come back with the cross-examination round. <laughs> Okay, so I have a couple of... 
questions. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Good content. (laughs) The way my questions are going to seem like I'm picking on Stacey. Oh, bring it. Oh, this is good. Can you help me out? Well, because I can either ask you to justify a rather unreasonable thing. Mate. Or I could ask Jen to defend this rather unreasonable thing. I mean, we could do half-time subsides. Okay, so the rather rather unreasonable thing is the Mm. recycled plot um, argument. Whereas whereas you said it's recycled plot, I think they're archetypes of the Toy Story formula that people expect to be in every... Are you, you going to defend it? Or well, no, I'm, I'm, this is, this, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you to justify your yeah. reasoning, especially the, the your heinous attack on the song You've Got a Friend in Me. That that's song? just mean. Look, is <laughs> the song for being mean. in and of itself a bad song? No. Do I want to hear that song every five damn minutes? No. And it is just like, they're like, we have one banger and we're just going to repeat it. And that's what we're gonna do. Okay. And it's it is it's not a bad song in and of itself. It's just and I understand I it think is our theme song. For so Toy your Story. argument is that it's overused. It's so see, overused. It's in the score. This is the thing. You've got all these variations of it. It's used again Jen, and again. We she's have a banger. Tired. You don't have a banger. Can I just have say you like seen? like okay no <laughs> give me the give me the Bambi song Bambi. Give me the Bambi song. Have you What's actually, the Bambi song? Have, have you, did you watch it when preparing for this? Not preparing for this, but yep. I've seen it so, so many times. So part of yeah. the joy of Bambi is its score. Yes. And it is a majestic score. I still haven't like, heard a banger it is yet. A, so. No, but it's it's written to the movie. It's written to what's being seen in the movie and it's forwarding the plot. Well, I mean, that is what a score You've is. Got a Friend and Me is the same song over and over again, regardless of what's happening in the movie. That's my point, is that the music is more deliberately used. But there is also an original score for Toy Story 3. I think they only play You've Got a Friend in Me twice, and that's top and tail. It's two times too many. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Okay, I think think that's... I think you can give a one. You can give a one. But there are... What's the main in, theme in from Bambi? Because you still haven't been able to give it to me yet. Well, there's not a theme song. Because and it I rest one my case. It's okay. got multiple songs. So it's got the storm song where they're all string, <laughs> talking about the song. There's a springtime one, which is where friend Al is like not having it because they're all singing and twittering and mm. carrying on. But so I could also argue that Toy songs. Story has the same thing, right? So it has You've Got a Friend of Me, which is its overarching theme, but then it has theme music whenever you're in Andy's room. It has theme music whenever you see Bonnie. It has like that huge orchestral freak out moment when all the toys are about to get incinerated. Okay. Well, it has themes for each of the characters. I don't think it's featured as well. I would like, Jen, you to tell me mm. why the, uh, I guess, the plot elements, because it's not recycled plot, etc. Mm-hmm. It's just the kind of scene. So it's a chase scene. It's yes. an escape scene. It's yes. a, uh, a a heist scene, mm. why it is not a problem in Toy Story 3. Absolutely. I because, feel again, like when in, in, in any sequel, mm. you have to justify why it's a sequel, why you're producing it, if Toy Story 1 and 2 already exist with these similar scenes. Well, straight away, it works because they haven't hit pause on time. They've let time play out and he is older. So physically, the toys have aged. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't see it because they're plastic. Um, so the the physically, <laughs> the dream, <laughs> right? 
The toys have aged, so they've been through a lot that you can then infer as the audience. But this changes the way they behave. Mm-hmm. There's there's certain habits that are formed and those habits are toxic and the movie does point that out as well. But I think there's also something to be said about if it's not broke, don't fix it. So those elements of like the tacky action, the the chase scene, the the big bad always being this kind of like misunderstood grumpy bum that you're eventually supposed to feel sorry for. These are just archetypes and and like plot devices and tropes that are used in all films, really. Um, can you can you tell me why uh, the reprogrammed buzz is justified specifically that that one moment? I think that moment works really well for the, I mean, to put a blanket term, the plot. Because you're putting a lot of, like, emotion and connection. I'm using such basic words. Um, They're still words. You're still (laughs) communicating. These are words. They're still working. Um, But, like, Buzz is, I mean, the perfect example of, you know, starts out as a bit of a, like, Andy's, not Mm -hmm. Andy's, oh, my gosh, Woody's, like, um, rival, yeah, and then that bond is formed, and Buzz learns all these things about his past, and is a perfect example of like you don't have to be the things you were originally designed to be, and you can change, and you can forge your own path, like like little like subtly, not that's the full thing of the movie, but to have him be reprogrammed, not, I mean they did it differently, they didn't do it the exact same way, where okay. it's like yep, cool, Emperor Zerg, whatever. They just reprogrammed him him into a different language, which straight away puts this barrier of communication. Yeah. Okay. Immediately. They did it differently. They didn't do it the exact same way. If yeah. they just went, Cool, and now Emperor Zerg's gonna turn up and now Buzz is gonna pew pew everyone with his little laser beam. Like okay. then it would just be kind of like, Yeah, we've seen this before. But they added a new way. They recycled it in a nice way. I mean, yeah. again, it's like a, if it's not broke, don't fix it. The hero's journey has been used in hundreds and thousands of films because it works. Can you name the hundreds and thousands of films? No, that's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> and that's all the time we have <laughs> years later. Yeah. Uh, Stacey. Yeah. So no one, including Jen, yes. is denying the fact that Bambi is beautiful. Yes. Hmm. It's a very pretty film. It yes. is pretty. Can you speak to yes. the simplicity mm. and why that is not a detraction from something that is arguably a roller coaster yeah, built a for lot. kids uh, and for take kids on a ride? Why Bambi and its simplicity is not lesser than Toy Story 3? So we live in a world that's very technologically focused. Um, and in fact, there it's so much so that there's a lot of concern about um, the amount of stimulation that children are getting from media, be that iPads, be that films. So when you look at the, um, technically, the rate of stimulation per frame rate mm-hmm. um, a couple of decades, so decades ago till now, it's incredibly high. So there's a lot of detail, there's a lot of stuff getting thrown at kids' brains. When you have that amount of content thrown at your brain, you decrease your attention span in that you need a, such a higher level of stimulation in, interf- in order to feel that you are being stimulated. Um, now, it was made in a very different time um, and the movies were made differently. The pacing was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Bambi is based from a book, so it had beautiful source material. 
But I think the joy of Bambi, and I was as I was watching it again, I thought this is a beautiful moment uh, movie, f- um, particularly for children, in that it is a rest from a very overstimulating world. Mm-hmm. It keeps it clean and clear. Um, and it, and it explores these relationships and very simple relationships, particularly at the start, because they're all very young. Um, and as a child, learning about, you know, you're meeting people and then like that whole, the beautiful moment when Bambi meets Flower and calls him Flower and he goes, I'm not a flower. And then he's like, <laughs> but I don't mind. You can call me that. Like, it's a very childlike interaction. It's one that you would see in the playground and it's one that kids can relate to as far as making friends. So I think the, while... And I think that is a big trouble in a lot of these newer movies is it's just the pace is so high and the stimulation is so high that um, it doesn't actually give kids a rest to process things from their world because it's just thrown at them all the time. So I think that is the gift of Bambi is um, that it's at the kids' level. It it talks about stuff that they are experiencing directly. Um, They're not... So, like while Toy Story is fun, it's not necessarily that they're going to be um, experiencing that they're going to be trapped in a uh, fire pit by a, a, a bear that smells <laughs> of strawberries. You know, like <laughs> I mean, not I super, don't know. super relevant. Um, but they can see this stuff and I understand that, and also it gives them a way to process what happens and that there is loss in the world and that there is all these different relationships and different things to navigate. Is it simple? 100%. Is that a bad thing? No, I think that's one of its greatest okay. strengths. At the same time, though, isn't that a little patronising that it's like it can only talk to children and it can no, only talk I think it down talks to, to adults. children? Because as an adult, that's something that – and it, the book itself is an incredibly political book. It was very deliberately political. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, there was a lot of controversy uh, – Controversy. Controversy. Um, <laughs> when Bambi was released because it was quite political and it's mm. environmental issues mm. and it's and the and the hunter and the gun violence. So while it, it's it's sim- simple, it has a punch. People remember Bambi. They remember that um, that impact, and and I think it makes people think about the impact they are having in their environment because if you if you make a change in an ecosystem it has ongoing changes and you know domino effects in that system so it is simple but I think it's it's simple but it's so striking because it doesn't have all the this lights and everything else going on it doesn't have like action and 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 all this it does have action but it doesn't have so much that you're overwhelmed by it and don't actually remember what it is okay like i I, like watching toy story and half the time like i can't even remember what's going on like this is just happening around me um and you kind of you get caught up in the action but the the sometimes the point of the action gets lost whereas this is very clear you know that they're running from a fire you know that fire was caused by man you know that's a man in the forest and the man is the danger um so it's it's still got action, but it's not like okay. Pew pew pew. pew. Okay, uh, That's yeah. My there's lots of there's lots of gunplay in Toy Story Three, <laughs> famously. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's take another little break, and we will come back with our three minute summations. Okay, so we are back for the final round, which is three minute summations. Of your points. We will be starting with Jen. You'll have three minutes. Ta-da. With no warning, you'll just be cut off at three. That's fair. And your time <laughs> starts when you start talking. 
I'm not even going to spend this time saying that Toy Story is great because we, like Toy Story 3, the Toy Story franchise, we all know it's great, but I just need to like take some time to be like, why is Bambi still a thing? Like we've moved on. It's been a really long time and all of the main points that you're like, yeah, but Bambi isn't distracting. Bambi is not like giving me epilepsy. That's because they just physically (laughs) didn't have. I'm not sure that's one of the exact words, but Uh, sure. Totally, totally, that was the exact words. But like that's purely because they didn't have the ability or the tech to their advantage. They spent days on on sequences that lasted 10 seconds because the animators had to draw everything manually by hand on light boxes and it you know and while that's amazing and it's the you know the first steps and pioneers of animation we've moved on and there's so much better cooler stuff that we can do so I think it's more exciting that we have a movie like Toy Story 3 that's jam-packed but I'm also sitting there being like can we just talk about why the hunters would logistically kill, kill a doe like they're stupid if you are, if you're a hunter, why would you actively kill something that you can't use? Like it's a game sport, so they can't see antlers. Yeah, Stacey's you giving me eat eating it. motions. <laughs> yeah, but if if hunting is a sport, it's not for consumption. It's for the prize. So I feel like having that as your main plot point logistically doesn't make sense the breeding patterns of the deer are also completely not followed because all of the smaller game and the smaller animals they breed in spring but deers i'm pretty sure i read online that they don't breed in spring they breed in autumn so that's kind of like they're just like conveniently changing bits so then the movie works honestly david attenborough would be really mad at this movie that, like, those are the big guns. You're pulling them big, out now. I'm just upset <laughs> because I don't want to lose. And I know that, you know, it shouldn't get emotional, but I am. Like, just these little facts, they're just dismissing them because they're like, this works well for an allegory and for a children's tale. But the movie is just like, yep, humans are dumb and humans are shit and humans are destroying stuff. <laughs> and we know this now. We've moved on. Can we talk about things like emotions? And can we talk a thing about things like toxic masculinity? Just interesting topics rather than, hey, humans are bad and humans are bad. And did you know that humans are bad? Like, we get it. We're the worst. We don't want to watch that in a nice, beautiful, animated feature forever. But also things like the owl and Thumper wouldn't be friends. Thumper is literally the owl's meal, like in the real mm. world. Like this, oh jeez, so many things. David Attenborough, so mad about it. Like, where is this movie set? It's just sort of vaguely set in the wilderness. There's some talk about that it's in Washington DC, but I don't know. I don't know, man. That jig is up, you jaded jugheaded jack of the box. Strong (laughs) final words. Thank you very much, Jen. Look, respect your elders, children of the future. That's it. (laughs) Okay, Stacey. You'll have three minutes with no warning. Uh, Can your I just know? T- oh yes. How good I was not to interrupt. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now I get to be roasted for three minute performance. Uh, your time starts when you start talking. Disney has a long, rich history, and Bambi is an incredibly important part of that. Look, we've talked a lot about the technology of the film. Good tech does not a quality film make. A quality filmmaking is about the story, it's about the characters, it's about the message. Sure, it can look shiny and pretty, but if your story doesn't hold up, if your rules within your world don't hold up, then it doesn't hold up. It's not a good film. It doesn't matter how shiny or pretty it is. Um, 
And fortunately for Bambi, it is a beautiful, beautiful film and it also does what it set out to do. We've talked a lot about the Toy Story franchise today and that is one of the interesting things with Toy Story. It is forever tied into the franchise. It cannot be um, taken away from that and that is part of the downfall for this film. In particular, it, it relies on your buy into the franchise. It relies on your previous knowledge of the characters wherein Bambi, it is building a whole new world. You're introduced to these characters. You're introduced to this um, incredible world of these woodland creatures and how they live their lives and it doesn't. you don't have to have any prior knowledge. You can just enjoy the movie in and of itself you don't have to watch a whole series of movies in order to understand it the character design is just beautiful um, absolutely gorgeous and the material is fantastic um, and look <laughs> some interesting points Jen made I mean I don't know why she was arguing about whether or not hunters exist and why that was in the fast I never said that they don't exist why I just did they their, kill why would they kill is, does when they want to eat that's the whole point of hunting <laughs> is, is you kill the animals and you eat them um, that seemed like a really weird Incorrect. argument the uh, you argue a lot about plot devices, about the weather and the timing. You have living toys that talk to each other and have a whole other world. Like, <laughs> you're going to talk about weird plot devices. Uh, <clears throat> that's the mother of all of them. Um, you also talked about focusing on emotions and how Toy Story is either better. I don't know about you, but I feel like the most emotional thing that could happen to a person might be the traumatic death of their mother. Just saying. If um, their mother was a dear. The other though. thing about Toy Story is I do find it is um, a lot about the conglomerate of Disney that it is today, which didn't really exist back then, in that it is a lot about branding. We have that damn song that is repeated every time because it is about a brand, it is about selling, and it is about making money. Bambi was. Um, a piece of art it was looked at as a piece of art it was created as a piece of art for children and for children to enjoy and for to in it was created in order to create art and create a story and create joy for people um, not to make money on a previously established franchise and in order to get as much money from that as possible um, and the whole interesting thing about Toy Story and the whole thing about like oh it doesn't matter we all belong together um, in Toy Story 3 Andy makes a choice and he chooses Woody. I mean, that's enough said right there. There's a lot of confusion for those poor toys and I feel for them. Okay, and that is your time to the second. Well done. So I am going to go over my notes right now. So please, if there is anything that you appreciate in your <laughs> opponent's films, let them know what it is. Actually, before we get to that... <laughs> I, love that <laughs> I love neither of us talk. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, about to go because no, I was like, oh, yeah, first. okay, I can do that, but go can ahead, I, Can I get a fact check? Um, <gasps> did Disney not make Bambi to make money? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag capitalism. Um, sorry, I'm confused by the double negatives there. Okay, so Stacey said Stacey was like, oh, Toy Story, Toy Story 3, 3 was cash grab. just cash there grab. to make money. Was Bambi intended to lose money? No, I mean, I'm not <laughs> looking that up. I didn't say it was intended to lose money. I'm not saying money isn't <clears> important. I'm saying that wasn't the primary focus for the creation. But yes, I was just making a funny little joke. But this is the thing. <laughs> Toy Story 3's primary focus was for its original audience Girl, as well. We done. Oi. We yeah. done. I'm just Don't trying worry. to talk to you. <laughs> Stacey loves Toy Story 3. Okay. I actually, I, um, I was saying before we started uh, recording that it had been a long I had I'd seen Toy Story 3 in the cinema and I hadn't watched it for a long time um and I I did I did fall asleep but that that was <laughs> fine I was really tired but I did really enjoy it and there was bits that I had forgotten about like the um potato head tortilla 
Yeah, right. I don't know why that had to happen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I, I missed. I was, I was a little bit tired, and I kind of missed the point of why he had to be a tortilla, and then they had to get the body. It seemed a little bit convoluted, but doesn't matter. I mean. Um, again, it was a conflicted plot point, but it was kind of worth it for the lols. Um, and that felt like a big, like, we'll chuck that in there for the lols. Um, there's lots of really funny little sweet things in, in Toy Story that I really enjoyed. But that in particular, I was like, how did I forget Tortilla Potato Head? How did, how did I forget that? Um, if it was like 90 minutes of that. And then all that would be. <laughs> you just want to see I'm a potato see head and a tortilla. <laughs> see, like just the dangers of him. Just like look, I'm sure that there's around. plans for a you spin-off. Know what? <laughs> there's got to be an app for Mr. that. <laughs> it was very, it was very, very funny. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was an enjoyable. Um, it was enjoyable, and I think everyone thinks of that last scene in Toy Story Three. I think that's, and that was a bit I definitely remembered the most. Mm. Um, I was very fuzzy on on everything else that happened. I really enjoyed it, but that last scene where he passes on the toys to to Bonnie, yeah, and he plays, plays oh, that's a really lovely moment. Like done very well, like very deliberately mm. um, to be emotional. But that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. But um, it was a really lovely. But haven't scene. you had that moment with your toys where you've grown up and yeah. you've been like, this is not for me anymore. Mm. Like whether that, mean, be, whether that be you physically throwing them out or whether you be you physically passing them on to somebody yeah. or sending them to a op shop or whatever. Yeah. So that was a really It is an emotional sweet time. Moment. Yeah. Can I just take a moment to pitch a Pixar short oh, yes. of the Three Stooges, but the Three Stooges <laughs> are Rex, Ham and Mr. Potato Head? Absolutely. <laughs> I would pay good money. The, uh, my other favourite thing is, I can't think off the top of my head who the actor is for Rex, but every time I he talks and he's on screen, I just see the actor in Rex. Like, it's really... <laughs> I was like, ah, ah, I can't even remember like the line. Like in a suit, in like a T-Rex oh, like suit. That makes me laugh. Like, it's, it's just there's something about his eyes, I think, they've just made it. And mm. I just see the actor so clearly doing like doing the actions and it just makes me laugh that's something we do time. love about like as animated mm. movies as well is that they they keep in mind who their voice cast is yeah. and mm. they kind of like work incorporate design into it too mm. and then you're like but oh, yeah I that, al- that always makes never fails never fails to make me laugh. okay mm. i have um jen hasn't said anything nice about bambi so how dare you off the record <laughs> <laughs> i, to be I fair, demand in her opening my statement time. jen did say bambi looks nice it does. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down as a no, positive for Bambi end. before you would even start talking. A good team player. Look, I, Jen must also. I will give Bambi like respect where it deserves. Like you know, holding a glass of Pinot in the air, being like, "Cheers," because it did pave the way. And Disney did a lot of insane things with it. Like they, you know, they got real deer in the studio and life sketched them. Like that's incredible. Who would do that for their job? Be like, oh yeah, we just got. Two deer just in the back. If you're feeling <laughs> bored, just have a bit of a sketchy sketch. Like that's very cool. And like on top of that, at at that time, 1942 and the mm. years leading up, the stuff that they did for that was never done before, or mm. it was just done mm. so well. And in the midst of a war, absolutely. Right. And like the and the multicam setup, and they pioneered a bunch of techniques, which I, as an animator, am being drilled into now I mean we don't (laughs) use any of it because now we're all very lucky with computers and fancy things Mm. but like just the the sheer amount of work and and tech technical drawing skill 
mm. on that to capture the anatomy, to capture the movement of the deer. It's just impressive. Or at least I sit there and I'm just like, oh, my God, that's thousands, hundreds of thousands of drawings. <gasps> like, that yeah, just hurts my so soul in a good way. And, like, yeah. I'm super impressed. But, like, it's, yeah, it's mm. a feat. Mm. It was a real mm. job back Ooh. in the day. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, it wasn't just a passion project. It was like you had yeah. to do everything by hand yeah. over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah, it's a re- a real interesting process. Yeah, yeah, and just like looking looking back at all of that work mm. is insane. Especially because they, you know, they'd keep working and they'd send off proofs to you know scene directors or like the head of the character and then they'd come back and go oh no you need to change this so they'd literally go through every single drawing (laughs) erase erase a bit redraw or they'd scrap drawings redraw them again like it's just so much physical work Mm. that that's kind of what I marvel at the most Mm. I mean not to be mean I forget (laughs) what the movie is about other than there's a young deer and he's cute and his mum dies that's literally all I remember he's a Fun skunk friend and a fun yeah, but that's about it. I like. (laughs) I'm just. I'm maybe I need. And they have their own children. I just (laughs) need the whole overstimulating stuff to be stimulated. Mm. I'm like, if you're just talking about a deer for how long? I'm bored. I science. Sorry, (laughs) if it doesn't cause epilepsy, I'm bored. (laughs) It's a strong argument. I'm standing by it. Made my decision. Come on. Hit us with it. Okay. So, Bambi is beautiful. It is an amazing achievement. It is a piece of art. It is very simple and both good things and bad things have been said about that. Um, But when it came down to it, Stacey, you just said it's the quality of the film. And it has appeared on the AFI Top 10 animated films of all time. Mm back when that list was made. But something that wasn't really answered for you and answered by you was the fact that Toy Story 3 was nominated or did it win Best Picture? It it was like... It was nominated? Oh, I don't have the, the things in front of me, but it was nominated for Best Picture, <laughs> which was the first animated film to be done in like so long. Yeah. Years uh, and years and years. Best mm. Picture against... The real movies with the the real people, you know. Um, And I I think Oscar nominations, all of that. At this point, in in we're not discussing the we can't really discuss the quality of the film because we're dealing with the upper echelons of Disney itself, Mm. Mm. and these two films are very different. So Mm. different. When I watch Bambi, yes, it is. It is a great experience to sit and be still and experience these this small story as it pans out and this very emotional story but also when I watch Toy Story 3 I'm not bombarded I'm never like running to catch up with the story it is it is a very well told story that as obviously a lot of work has gone into the into the the scene work and the editing and how the characters mm. play against each other mm. so maybe for children there is something to be said there, but I, I, just on a personal level, I don't think that Toy Story 3 is a poorly told story. Um, so, again, one of the th- bad things you said about Toy Story 3 is that it is, and you've got a friend in me, is that it's a brand. And yes, it is a brand. Disney is a brand. Mm. Bambi is part of the Disney brand. 
So again, I, I can't put too much weight. I, I definitely recognise that it's a sequel. Mm. And so it does lose a little bit of like the creativity that uh, goes into the original content that Disney produces. Um, but Toy Story 3, in her opening statement, Jane, complicated story, complicated characters, complicated designs that are all so perfectly integrated into the film. Mm. Um and it's not that Bambi doesn't do that. It's mm. just on a much smaller scale because, mm. again, technological differences and also budget and personnel restrictions. Yeah. Um, it was done during the war uh, and during a strike <laughs> ah, during a war. war. <laughs> World War Two. what hasn't it ruined? Oh, God. <clears throat> um, so I think Bambi is a great film and Toy Story 3 is a great film. I just think that Disney, with the added budget, benefit, resources, the history that includes Bambi, it just makes Toy Story 3 a better Disney film. So congratulations, Jen. Oh, my God. Toy Story 3 is the better Disney film. Oh, thank you so much. I'm just going to cry for like two hours now. That was so emotional. Um, I'm just terrified. Yeah, uh, uh, like that's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of what Jen said you didn't really – answer to because it can't you can't say that Toy Story 3 has poor characters yeah. or a poor they're, story they're incredibly difficult films to compare because mm. they're so yeah. you know opposite so ends yeah. of the so, animation timeline as well because yeah. 3D was you know starting to become a thing when first Toy Story came around so yeah. they had an extra two movies yeah. to perfect this idea so it's, it's a, and I think too it's also very different branches of Disney as far mm. as how they did tell stories mm. and the storytelling process has definitely changed significantly in the story the movies that Disney's churning out now uh, and Disney Pixar are very different they have a very different lean they have a very different um yeah they're, they're, they're just different. motivation so it's, yeah. yeah and, and that's the thing really you argued so well for bambi the there are lots of great things written yeah, down here but film. just mm. there's all of those same things are mostly also in toy story 3 like we didn't even touch on the emotional toll like bambi has pulls on those heartstrings really heavily yeah. but that incinerator scene in Toy Story 3, that is something yes, that people keep too. going back to as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just also say, can we make the David Attenborough <laughs> yay or nay vote <laughs> like an official category <laughs> from here on in? Because I feel like be, that's very important. I would be interested to see whether he would prefer Wally or Bambi. Which one mm. would get the David Attenborough oh, seal of approval? That can, seriously, mm. add that in. Maybe we should... Well, I'll tweet him. Let's see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Miranda, for fact-checking us all the way through to no the problem. end today. Uh, thank you, Stacey, for fighting so valiantly oh, for Bambi. Very welcome. It deserved it. And thank you, Jen, for fighting once again for Ooh. Toy Story 3. Oh, came through <laughs> we'll be there. seeing you next round uh, where Toy Story 3 will be taking on Tangled uh, again I need a drink <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm an adult that can argue <laughs> Disney movies because I can do it with Pino in my hand if you think I have made the wrong choice you are probably right. So let me know on Facebook. Uh, there will be a quiz up there if you're listening to this now. Uh, and you can let me know which of Bambi or Toy Story 3 you would prefer. Also, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram and our home on the web. That's not canon.com forward slash Disney versus Disney. Also, 
If you want to help us out, give us a rating and a review on your podcatcher, wherever you're listening to us now, and tell your Disney-loving friends that we exist and to get involved with the debates. We love to hear from our uh, from our listeners. We get a whole bunch of people sending us messages on Facebook, and I love talking to all of you. Um, so, yeah, do that. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. Uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, keep watching Disney, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And And together, together, we're Disney Grown-Up. We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, thatsnotcanonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.